everybody. Welcome to episode number, man, what number is it? 39. I just said it. Episode 39 of Tactical Crouch. Uh, we got a new look if you're watching us on video this week. Um, who I'm tired. But uh, otherwise, hello to all you listeners over in podcast land as well. I'm Kick Tripod, joined, of course, by Yiska and Volamel. Volamel's just jamming out to some K-pop right in, right now. He might like he we we might. Dude, I not, needed something. I am running on fumes right now. We might not get anything from Volamel on this show, except for mouthing <laughs> K-pop lyrics. Which honestly, just imagine that he's only saying dirty words when he's uh, mouthing K-pop lyrics, and it's actually pretty funny. So um, I'm all about. Somebody it. needs to do like a, a a whack dubs of me, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, lip readings or whatever. We've got a great show for you this week. Lots have been going on. We got upsets galore. We got some upcoming matches. Uh, Yiska's on his leak game right now, which, uh, you know, hey, big congrats on that, by the way. <laughs> getting that scoop and getting to publish it. But besides that, um, We've, we've got a couple of housekeeping things really quick. So first, uh, Patreon week one kind of shattered our expectations, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy to see that uh, we kind of smashed that stretch goal, if you want to kind of call it that, so quickly. It was, uh, I know John had mentioned it before the show, that kind of uh, was energizing. And um, yeah, definitely felt the love. Definitely was uh, motivational. Very much so. Very much appreciated. So, you know, thank you, everybody. Thank you for, uh, you know, showing the support. Yeah, for real. It was incredible. We crushed. We didn't. We're like, oh, we'll just have the uh, uh, one goal up there and we can yeah. get the next ones. And we, we shattered the first $100 a month goal. So, and like an hour? What was it? Yeah, it like, wasn't. Yeah, it was by the end of that first day. So a uh, huge thank you to everybody who wanted to support the show. Um, you can. We set up another goal. So the next goal is going to be we're going to actually add a bonus show each month. And, and bonus, bonus, we are going to remove all the mid-roll ads from our YouTube. So that's at $250 a month. So if you're a YouTube listener and want to kind of help us get to that, because I don't like playing ads at all on YouTube, but I'm just trying to pay for like my Dropbox and Adobe Creative Suite and um, it's about, and podcast hosting. So we, we run, we run a few ads to, to help kind of meet that. So, um, yeah. Other than that, uh, yeah. So again, thanks again. Oh, also, uh, game night. It's kind of the end of the month, and we didn't think that one through. So if we don't get a game night in by the end of June, we will for sure have two in July. We won't forget you, June patrons. So uh, don't panic there. You'll get your perks. All right. Before we get started, make sure to follow the show on Twitter at tactical underscore crouch. Tweet us your questions and topics you'd like to have discussed. We score where we record live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 15 minutes behind a day. Not bad, not good. And of course, you can watch and listen anywhere where podcasts can be heard, as well as on YouTube. So make sure to check those out. All right, we've got some news this week. Yes, I'm going to let you break this one here because you already broke it once. <laughs> Num the number three most uh, upvoted comment on the competitive Overwatch subreddit this week yeah. for the last seven days by the way so oh yeah. okay GGs again so yeah basically <clears throat> i got confirmation from several sources that 222 lock was coming in stage four i think previously it had already been discussed by some korean insiders we never had uh, i guess further confirmation of that 
Um, and it's interesting to see because as the story developed, we've heard this for a while. So, um, how all these different time frames came together, I, I still can't quite piece together how all of that happened. But I think what happened, or, and this is not reporting, but this is me interpreting what I think might have happened, is that they were trying to get it out sooner, but it's really hard. And I understand because new game systems would need, probably need to be um, created. We have questions what happens to heroes like Brigitte, like Roadhog in a 2 to 2 system. And I definitely feel them there that, that it's a pretty big task. And interestingly, upon posting this, I, I, at least on my socials, it was I was really interested how many people were actually against this. They aren't, in, um, they aren't necessarily against 2 to 2 as a whole, but they are Just, against the timing of yeah. the stage 3, right? Because once again, we have ran 3 fourths of the season on a patch. Now, people might think, oh, this is kind of like last year. No, it's an absolutely different beast. It's like twice this as is, worse. This is, yeah, this is basically like, Bench earlier told me, and I think that's exactly right, that he thinks it's much more like the switch from new hero limits to hero limit, as rather than a you know like a balance patch that just changes some characters around and allows for new metas. I think this is a fundamental change, and will also have fundamental changes towards the competitive environment. So now. We have to see. Honestly, three-fourths of the season we've selected for a particular type of team. Now we're looking at stage four. We can only pray that whatever meta falls together sort of resembles the current power levels of the teams that we have. And we can fool ourselves into thinking that it didn't matter as much. But it will not have mattered anyway. Right? And... As such, I'm highly critical of it as well. Apparently not as critical as some other community members are. I think 2-2-2 needs to happen. I'm just just also skeptical on the timing. What do you think, Joe? Is are, So, number one, are you pro 2-2-2? And, well, I mean, we've all t kind of discussed it. We I think we all have kind of agreed that 2-2-2 is probably the one of the, if not the best route for like the long-term like health and balance of the game at the competitive level. But uh, it, number one, uh, is this so? So Yiska described it as a fundamental change. Do you agree with that? I, I and I want to know why. And I also then just want to know if like if if you think that this the timing is poor and why. Is it a fundamental change? Uh, tremendously so. Um, I had just, when I heard that Yiska was writing a report on, uh, you know, the 222 lock, I immediately started to kind of jot down my, my thoughts. I had, you know, a tally running because, you know, you hear from like the Korean insiders, you know, there's 222 lock coming in stage four. You hear rumors previously, you know, I wanted to get my thoughts out as I kind of just a stream of consciousness and I posted an article um, kind of doing that and then talking about where this change affects things. It affects everybody, everything. Um, and even kind of 
makes me question how the formatting of the Overwatch League uh, is going to be, um, maybe even in the future. But as of right now, it's it doesn't make sense. Um, it is a fundamental change. Um, I think you know, Bench accurately mentions that. Yeah, this is just like no hero limit going to limiting heroes. It's a lot like. I mean, that's 2016. Every year, it seems like there's like a new shift, even though they might not mean to do it. There's like this drastic change in the way that the game's played. 2016 was no hero limit to hero limits. Great. Cool. We have that now. 2017, I think, if I'm remembering my history correctly, that was when ultimates were like rehauled. So you actually didn't get ultimates literally every fight. It was a lot more paced out, and it slowed down the game considerably. Um, 2018 was Brigitte and Goats. Change drastically changed how the game was played. I mean, we had tank compositions before, but they didn't feel as strong, I guess. It didn't uh, weren't so oppressive, I would say. Um, and now we have in, in 2019 the uh, the roll lock. So it seems like every year there's just something new, um, and and I think that's got to kind of be addressed. Um, and what was the next one? What was the the last part of that question? Um. So yeah, I asked you if it was a fundamental change, and uh-huh. then also about the timing. Like, oh you, yes, timing. yeah. So talk to me about the timing here. Uh, yeah, not good. Um, <sighs> esports has been around, right? This isn't the first time that patches have hit before big events. Uh, most notably, that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, there was the juggernaut patch for league of legends that happened i think right before one of the world championship kind of uh, seasons where fiora and darius and all of these top laners are now just ridiculously broken um i was finishing up uh, an episode of oversight and why there was new maps entered into the the major pool a couple days beforehand and uh, so happens that this team that won played a lot and played very well on these new maps that were entered in the pool. Um, it's, it's a question of competitive integrity. Um, this isn't something that is new to esports, but I figured we would have learned by now that this isn't good. Um, I guess it's a question of do, do we suffer through another goats uh, stage and, and try to get through goats for the seasonal playoffs and, and try to sell out a stadium with how exciting goats is, or do we try to get the pines and the save on stage? And I can understand that, but I feel like this should have been addressed so much earlier. If that was going to be the case, maybe they thought they could address it with these patches in stage two in the mid season, but it uh, doesn't they, look like that hit. Don't they have a disclaimer though, in the patch notes now that said that this should have been addressed six months earlier. Isn't that just kind of par for the course at this point for, yeah. for blizzard and overwatch league? And like, don't get me wrong. I love them. And I love that. But like, that's something I just come to expect. Like once everybody is in a general consensus, that this is a change that needs to be made. Yeah, give, give blizzard six months. Um, and, and that's part of it. I don't. So for me, I don't think this is as fundamental of a change as like removing no hero limit. Um, uh, because I don't think that there was ever that I can remember. There was ever a comp in no hero limit that utilized, uh, only singular heroes at a time. Um, always there was some sort of stacking involved that I can remember. Whereas um, with this, I can think of a lot of times where there has been a lot of great two 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 comps 
And so, like, you know, again, it doesn't, like, have to fundamentally fundamentally change um, that overall, just to kind of play devil's advocate. I do think it's still a big shift, though, because it does limit some of those, you know, three... Three three four one ones whatever or three yeah. three four one ones whatever um, other comps people end up coming up with, but you know it becomes a lot easier uh, to to kind of balance around overall. Definitely, definitely. I, I also think, and here's the thing: I think a lot of people get kind of wound up on how it's going to affect these teams that have built um, built rosters around. Goats, honestly, let's be real. Titans. Um and well actually they were they weren't bad at a few at, at like dive or anything else either, I suppose. But the I don't know, man. Like I, I'm still in a, I, I think de, de, let's just say I'm playing devil's advocate, but I think there's a part okay. of me that kind of believes this. The uh long term profitability of the game is not even for individual organizations is not based on who wins. It's based on if people are watching and if the sure. shock lose their, you know, championship bid at the end of the season, because we go to a two, two, two meta and they're not equipped to handle that shock, maybe lose, you know, that whatever $1 million and the organization gets a $500,000 of that max, right? 50%. Is Max that can go to the organization? I have Someone in no chat, clue. correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's right, is that the organization can only take a maximum of 50% of the winnings. Uh, maybe it's 20%. No, I think it's 50%. Um, but the, uh, you know, like an org isn't going to live and die off of those winnings. Yes, it's great for the players, but I think the players would much rather have a league to play in next season. And sure. I think that more people we've, we've seen uh, a steady decline in viewership over the first three stages, which we did last year as well. And for me, I'm just kind of like, I, yes, I think the timing is kind of weird from a purely competitive standpoint, but looking at it from a league standpoint, you're kind of in that you were already on borrowed time with that change, right? People were literally just sitting on their hands waiting for Overwatch League to implement some sort of change. And they finally did. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, Yep, timing's weird. It's not awesome. Players probably don't like it, especially players who, you know, have played in whatever it goes. I think organizations like it. Um, Bricks like it. Bring it, players. Hopefully, Profit likes it. We can see him off of Zarya a little bit. Back on what Yiska has come to know and love with Profit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts? We we spent a few a few weeks ago. We spent a pretty good amount of time on two 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 and just kind of our overall thoughts. And I don't want to rehash that. But any other thoughts on this change? I think. Okay. It's it's going to be interesting if feedback is considered for this. I mean it's it's there is a non-zero possibility that this is run back, even though I don't think that is even competitively feasible at this point because teams have been informed. They are making de roster decisions based on this. 
The transfer fit window is closing soon, so they need to sign players in order to um, make that change work. And if it was now backtracked, I would like that less, actually. But it's it's a non-zero percent chance, right? It, it's At you, the same, you just gotta yeah. stick with something. Yeah. At the same time, I gotta say, like, okay. At that point, we just gotta say, okay, we can't do anything about it, and I still think we're going to have a fun stage four. Yeah, it's not going to feel very rewarding, and I also think we're not going to have as rewarding uh, season playoffs based on it. But I think it could be more fun than um, what we're currently having. And I think a lot of players are currently benched, like Striker, for instance, is one I'm definitely looking out for. Mm -hmm. uh, it also, of course, depends on what kind of comps are going to be competitive, but if, if it's actually something like Sniper comps or you know, like even Dive or whatever, we'll see a lot of the older um, or the long time or the last season stars come back. Like a Sabiolbi, even though he's back on Sombra, but also um, Nene could uh, more feasibly be in integrated more in terms of I want to see him on DPS. Um, what about Flower? You know, stuff like this is certainly interesting, and um, I think we can then just sit back and enjoy what we're getting because it's it's not the end of the world. No, it's not. well, and people, it's, it's an unfortunate kind of. Uh, timing i guess and people have been really excited uh like this last week was probably the most um at least from like my you know uh admittedly very um what's the uh what's the term uh where it's anecdotal describe it anecdotal oh, uh my very anecdotal point of view from like my twitter feed and like reddit is this was a really fun week to watch for a lot of reasons um, yes, I do have to ask you though, do you know if any of the teams, so this last week, I, I would venture if we, um, went and did some, like, uh, some data mining, we would see that th we probably saw the least amount of goats run this week than maybe every other week this, uh, this, this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you? Do you know if teams are doing that because we're, we're actually seeing a natural meta shift or actually, you know what, like, uh, well... No, it's a different question. Um, like a natural meta shift, and teams are that, or they're sick of it, or uh, is the two-two-two lock happening, and teams are maybe starting to just kind of like prepare differently, and hmm. let's see if we can do this outside of goats because come stage four, we're gonna have to. I mean, it's an interesting thought, but at the same time, some teams. Certainly, for instance, Valiant, um, Outlaws, and whatever. They are trying to maximize their win rate now. They need every single win. So if if they believed regular goats was still the best for them, they would probably run that. But, Joe, are you still jamming out? What's yeah, going on? Joe, I, dude, I, I can barely, like, yeah. He's like, it looks like he's oh, just My lifeline right now, I would literally fall asleep if this wasn't on. <laughs> That's, not so because that's you're how interesting you are. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry. Um, wait, where was was I? <laughs> I don't know. You okay. interrupted yourself. It's impressive how you could do that. Yes, it's it's, <laughs> it's 90 degrees in my room right here. It's really hard to think at that temperature. But um, yeah. what was it again? 
Do you guys remember? Do you guys talking about maximizing wins now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the thing is, <clears throat> what I can say from my information, teams weren't informed during the stage break, and they weren't informed. They were informed after at least the first week. So we already saw the Sombra trend there. We saw the DPS trend. I don't think it had much to do with it. Maybe it boosted the thing a little bit. I think actually a lot of teams are currently in a situation where they cannot think long term, have to think short term, and it's just a natural meta progression. I don't think. Why can't they look long term? Because they need wins now. Some of these like, teams, yeah, won't be like, able to. Oh, like teams are on the fringe for like. Yep. Yeah. Even Dallas and whatnot, right? Like mm -hmm. they, they cannot pre start practicing for stage playoffs. They need every single win. They have a very hard schedule. There's a very real chance they might drop out of play in. Yeah. No, it's true. That's a really good point. That's not something that I had like immediately considered. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Let's let's talk about some other stuff going on. That's uh there's a lot there's a lot going on with two two two. I'm sure we will not uh hear the end of it. I'm sure it'll actually probably make a great I, what I want to do is have a Overwatch League coach on before stage four. Maybe we can get like Deepay or Harsha or even Broy back on again and kind of discuss what they can about two two two. But we could we could have packing. I'll ask packing if he wants to come on. Be an interesting guest. No thanks. I'm I'm just kidding. Yes, packing. yes, please, let's do. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. So you're gonna hear probably some more two 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 talk from us. Um, just you know, thought you were sick of goats, huh? Wait until we start talking about two two two. All right. Um, I, I guess so, Joe. I, I do want to like. I still don't feel like I have good closure on this question actually, and okay. ma maybe there isn't closure for this um question. Why? After, I think someone in chat said 13 months of GOATs, why is it that the week after Blizzard tells Overwatch League teams, hey, we're implementing 2-2-2 lock, that we see the most diverse meta in Stage 2 Overwatch League? And probably one of the most diverse stage or diverse metas that we've uh, seen on like a week-by-week -week basis uh, since Overwatch League has started. Uh, this isn't a, a, a sexy answer um, or a very interesting answer. I genuinely think it's... <laughs> don't make me strip down. I'm coercible. Um, I genuinely think it's a coincidence. I, I, I honestly think it's teams finally saying, okay, we need to find some loopholes. We can't do this whole goat thing anymore. It's just not working. We can't do it. Now we're seeing more Sombra, and because we see Sombra, we see this other hero, and this other hero, and oh, this map's actually open for this hero now, and this hero. We're starting to settle into the GOATS meta, finally. We're starting to see teams go, hey, you know what? Houston out was, maybe we're just not good at GOATS. That's fine. We have Dante. We have Linkser. We can play these weird comps and squeak out wins against people. Now, for some reason, they weren't able to do that against Florida, which we'll get into, but... <laughs> Sorry, but still not ready. Still not ready for that one, man. <laughs> yeah, this this whole week was mind blowing. Yeah. But I genuinely think it was a coincidence. I don't think there's any kind of like collusion. Like, hey guys, you know we should be practicing for you know this two two two. I don't. I don't think that. 
this is going to come across a little bit harsher than I think it sounds, but I don't think they're worried about it that far. I don't think that they're planning that far ahead. Like, Oh, we need to worry about what stage four is. Some of these teams like Yiska mentioned, they don't have the luxury of doing that. If that was the case, then maybe we'd see shock. Maybe, okay, we don't need to, you know, we're, we're kind of guaranteed at least play-ins, if not a, a direct seed in the playoffs. If that was the case, then I could see shock or Titans maybe dabble around with some 2-2-2 two, two, two and, and get some stage practice on that front. But you're not seeing that, and that's what kind of points me in the direction of it's just the teams actually settling down and, and figuring out, like, Maybe this isn't for us. Maybe we need to find a way to beat this that isn't just a mirror it. Can, can I? I haven't done this in a while. I think when I think back, but can I get go a little philosophical on you and say yes that I think there's real value in going with the grain, not against it. So this is Taoist uh, concept of Wu Wei, right? And in Wu Wei, Wu Wei is just like to not go against one's own nature, right? And not sure, to force sure. through it and effortlessly, like sailing is Wu Wei. You go with the wind and you, wherever the wind carries you, it's Wu Wei, right? Um, in, now to Overwatch, if we think about this, maybe GOATS is the best composition, it's possible, but maybe, and Managing player psychology is very important. Maybe you need to change sometimes. Maybe you need to play the suboptimal. Maybe you need to play that thing that is w not against your grain, but with with the way, with the wind, and therefore have better output, even though you're theoretically playing an inferior style, right? And again, we have to say it once again, managing player psychology once again we are at once again at an all-time low in in terms of uh player psychology especially those teams that came out of the break and didn't find the success that they were hoping for mm -hmm. rock bottom like of course it is right you worked through the maybe you had a week off and then you worked tirelessly in order to make your season somehow valuable and then you come out all this hard work you didn't have like a measuring stick really all the during the um the break other than the scrim results which we know aren't representative and then to go into the into these games and lose them crushes teams and in order to manage player psychology maybe you just need to switch it up on on people every once in a while all right fair enough uh, yeah, I that was too smart for me. So one one last question, and, right. and it doesn't have to be a long-winded one. Right. Um, on that topic of player morale, um, will you hear in like other traditional sports and and even in boxing, um, in particular, um, you you hear that game plans when you fights, right? Would you say that in Overwatch specifically at this point, not in the future, just right now? Would you say that morale is more important than strategy? Hmm. What wins you? What wins you? Overwatch matches, synergy team, and teamwork. Right? Okay, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think I think it's both in tandem. The the question is, what wins? Does does playing to what doesn't win you matches right now is having the best pound for pound roster. It is all about team. 
Valiant is far away from the best pound pound for pound rock. No, very far, dude. Someone right. clip that for Reddit, by the way. <laughs> let them let them know. Let them know. Valiant, not the best pound for pound. How could you? I mean, they individually Hot definitely take. improved leaps and bounds. I don't know if you guys were watching Custer. Like, he really improved, especially his movement mechanics. I was pr- quite impressed. I went back, watched a couple of his um, his clips. But it's like, um, they, their performance, that is... I, I t- said on Twitter, it's a lo- their, their victory against the Titans is a love letter to the power of process to have a constant trajectory every day a little bit sit down with the players at long individual coaching sessions and then to just consistently chip away at the problems that you're facing grow together as a team and get there now of course we have to be cautious we can't call them the um the second coming of i guess gladiators from last season where they had a massive improvement after stage one but at the same time, I will definitely say that through the process that they've gone through, that is very hard to lose because everything that you attain by hard work is is not easily lost. So I think they are here to stay. I'm not sure if they will be a top three team in Overwatch League, but they don't need to be in order to uh, still make the plans. They've kind of returned to that, that um, very team synergy nobody really stands out more than the sum of their parts team that they were last year right like you didn't really have anybody that stood out outside of maybe agilities here and there but was kind of inconsistent um and and they just were the team's team in a way they weren't flashy they got the job done and they pulled out the w's i think that this i think that's what this roster is turning into i don't know how high they can go if that makes sense um but that's the the general feeling i i get from this team right now yeah so i i do have to say this i think that you're both missing a critical point and it's the fact that in order to be successful the la valiant needed to catch up to custa because he was so much better. He's just too much smarter. Too too big brand for for everybody. <laughs> that's else. it. That's that's so, that's that's you the know. Point. In the end, that's did the... Custa's did Custa really improve his movement, or did the LA Valiant finally become com- competent enough that Custa that could, could remove use that where movement. he needed to? John, I I don't even know why I'm here. That's I've, I I thought you were going to say if the map accustomed to Custa. And the that too. Maybe he's bending it to his will. You know, Wu Wei. Who knows? Yes. Man. Who knows with Custa, dude? He's off. I mean, all I noticed is that there's no YouTube video one week, and all of a sudden, yeah. boom. No Custa news about, network. And how about a win? <laughs> Oops. Yep. Oh yep. man, you can only put that big brain energy so far in one direction. Sometimes. All right, we've got more to talk about. Uh, a couple oh. of additions. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Re- really quick. Who called that thing, by the way? I, I gotta take all my chances to gloat. Right. Here. Yeah, I called, had called what? He, some for how, God, I don't know what kind of devil worshipping black magic this kid was smoking, <laughs> but I saw him, I don't know if it was in a Discord message no, or it was on Twitter, Twitter that he said, he said Valiant 6040 over Vancouver. I, and I, now that you bring it up, how, why and how? Yeah, how? Why? Why? 
Okay, so much of it is Grimbucks, right? But much of it is also really valuing what Parking and his coaching staff have created. I also think reprises is a. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt. But you, are you saying that you heard info that they were doing well in scrims post break or something like that? Is that no, what you're I, I looked at their, their their teams, but also like during the week. Yes, they were doing very well in scrims. And, okay. and also, reprise. I, how long has reprise been with the? Not too. Because you know, no, reprise was the, added officially yeah. this last week. I actually don't know how, how long he's been wait, uh, working with them, but it probably for a long time because it takes, you know, like Blizzard vetting a, a coach in order to be yeah. able to sign. And then for, he has probably been working with them probably since the uh, stage break. And then I will also say on the other side, I definitely saw some issues with Vancouver adapting to the new style that was being played. And also, once again, doing a bunch of stupid shit but not getting away with it this time, right? Like, some of their comps is just so weird and so strange, but th because they're all geniuses, it, it somehow works, right? Is this Not this time. Here's the thing, I, and I have to ask you this, is Bumper still Overwatch League caliber? Or do we have... Yeah, or yeah. Can we bring the copy pasta back? No, bump, Bumper is... It's okay. not an <laughs> individual thing. Good, okay, fine. All right, fair enough. They need so, to come together as a team. Like, so basically, you you chose 60-40 because Valiant have been winning some scrims. You've heard some positive things about Reprise uh, coming into his new position with the Valiant. And uh, on top of that, just seeing some some cracks in the mm -hmm. Vancouver playstyle. And maps also were in favor of Valiant, I thought. And maps. Mm-hmm. Like, but uh, I thought it was going to get go to five maps. I thought that's next level, guys. This is this is just by the way. This is why you listen to the show. So that <laughs> it's you a bit lucky. <laughs> so we can only talk about <laughs> the one or two upsets a week that we choose that we you know, and then out of one every three weeks, we get one right. Speaking of, what did you have for uh, Houston Mayhem? Hello, Mister Phone. Let me turn you off. Oh, Houston Mayhem. What did you have? I, I didn't put any any I, I didn't even have a consideration that Outlaws could be losing this to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, what a weird one. Uh before we jump too far into that, I think I think there's a couple of things that we should talk about really quick. So the uh, Gladiators add Faustus. I believe that's how you say mm -hmm. it. Uh as an assistant coach and then Reprise, we kind of alluded to it just a few minutes ago, has been mm -hmm. added to the Valiant as assistant coach. Yiska, sounds like you think Reprise is a pretty big deal for Valiant. Yeah, like he was definitely one of the big names uh, from Mayhem Academy. I also think still Curry Shot is well, like how oh, this man doesn't have a, a job in Overwatch League is beyond me. Um, who he actually had on as a guest once, right? But yep. um, and I had Reprise. Funny, funny story. I actually had Reprise as a backup guest on Overwatch League Daily back in the day. Oh, um, I can't remember okay. who it was. I think it was Pure. Uh, he had to leave last minute. He's like, "I've got reprise here. He'll do it for <laughs> you." I was like, "Oh, well." I mean, thanks for finding a, a replacement at least, I'm not throwing mm. me under the bus. Yeah, but yeah. And then, so, what, do you want to talk about Faustus as well? Yeah, I, I honestly don't don't know much about the guy. Mm -hmm. 
So my understanding and from talking to people at, uh, at the Atlantic Showdown was that he is very good at scouting opponents. So he will be able to really like efficiently and also he's apparently a VOD fiend. There are these rare creatures in Overwatch. Like Dream is also one of them. And Not even alive. Forces. It's like they watch everything. It is actually nuts. When they're on and doing their thing, they watch everything. Right? And from my understanding is he's very good at prepping against teams, finding out weaknesses and stuff like this right that's what he's good at cool both i mean both solid pickups then I, they have to be right both yeah, teams. Sounds good yeah uh, yeah the power of uh, uh, getting uh, tier two coaches up there dude like they get the experience there it's at least as big of a deal as it is for players right yeah for sure um, I do want to go in and talk about last week's games because we we have some upsets and surprising results to talk about. But I just need I need to take a second. We're gonna do like I think I want to kind of do this every week if we can. Is just find something absurd and spend two minutes on it. And in this one, uh, PUBG. Have you guys seen this? So uh, PUBG oh, yeah. Nations Cup announces basically it's it's very similar to the Overwatch World Cup, and they. Uh, they totally ripped off the Overwatch World Cup uh, branding. They've got these big marble-looking mm. statues of the um, whatever players that are just, like, nondescript in general. And in front of, like, blue cloudy skies and... All the, the flags in the background, the stadium behind, and... I don't know, and I tried to look. I tried to do my due diligence to be like, yeah, but did Overwatch World Cup take it from something else? I couldn't find anything. Um, but isn't that just shameful? <laughs> like, <laughs> isn't that just how do yeah. you how do you do that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that was that was my Omega Wall. No, like if 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 someone handed this in to me as a homework. My bullshit senses are immediately tingling. It's like, okay, explain this to me. What was your your thought process here? Uh, the answer is five. Okay, you didn't do shit. You asked your best friend to just like do the homework. I and... just don't know how you can do something so high profile like that. Like it's PUBG, yeah. right? It's it's not yeah. th this inconsequential little mobile game that. You know, is tucked into this little scene in Taiwan, and like, oh, we we don't have a lot for graphic designers, and so they just kind of duplicated this thing. This is this is PUBG here. I don't know. Um, other really funny thing. Well, actually, not really funny, but cool thing. You guys see that Jonak MVP skin? I want yes. it. I want yeah, it. Yeah, that is a dope skin. That's a really good skin. Glad that they actually decided to do that. Um, yeah. It was something that when you have those awards and when you look at other esports and how popular those kinds of and I hate how like weird and gross and business this sounds, but like that activation for like fans and viewers is really important. 
yeah. to be like, yo, I got the crown skin. I got the Jonak skin. I got the, the London Spitfire season one victory skins where profit got to, you know, help design and go through that process. That stuff's just kind of cool. And people yeah. really gravitate towards that just on novelty alone. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, and also further, we are championing the, skills and feats of these young people that put their heart and soul into it and that are extremely like talented and we need to celebrate that like those that succeed in that regard yeah. and i also i don't know if honestly i don't know if spitfire is baiting with their response on twitter and if actually no skin is coming for them it would be a shame honestly like at the very least, you give one to the finals MVP, right? That that's something yeah. you would do. By the way, I don't know if you saw the article, but Jonak asked apparently if Profit is also getting one. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They told him no, he's not getting one. And the fact that he brought up Profit is that he knows. He knows this guy was like he's the goat it's basically he could have said okay i got this one over the goat but that's how i read it anyway yeah very uh, yeah you could at least say that the goat acknowledges somebody in his in yes. his uh perimeter or mm -hmm. um other way around he goes man i don't uh -huh, know how i, I got, got away with that one <laughs> either way Totally cool, uh, awesome skin, um, and oh yeah, I forgot to post it. Boom. I, I would say it. we definitely need to up our game here. Like when I look to League of Legends, yes, it's, it took them some time to get this right. Sometimes it was honestly pretty cringy, right? It's it, during the first couple of years, but now they figured out a formula to sort of weave in together. I loved Rise. I love like the the song for Overwatch. Uh, exclusive viewers who don't know about the League of Legends scene. Basically what they did is they took, like they made a song and then the video was basically all about the um, the world championships of last year. The song was catchy and then it's just like following the captain uh, to a journey that is highly metaphorical, this video, right? Like climbing a mountain, fighting all these opponents. Then these opponents are his literal enemies dressed up as the actual champions that they played. I think we don't have to copy that formula one-to-one, -one, but having some some more like of these cool interactions where it's not just something like that you can't touch. Like players don't even get to keep the, the trophy, right? The trophy is like is passed around. So to give something like a like a landmark thing to them, like a video or whatever. Yeah, memorialize them in to, some way. Yeah. Yes. Memorialize them. And a yeah, yeah. That that definitely we need to up our game in, in terms of that. Or if only even CS is doing a better job, job honestly. Wow. One thing I loved and I d I don't ever expect this to to be that common in in Overwatch or for us to be a part of that conversation, but uh, one of my favorite things that World of Warcraft did is they actually named a bunch of just like regular green and everyday items after like podcasters and mm -hmm. like streamers and stuff. Just as a way to be like, hey, that's you. And we listen Kicks. to you. Yeah. If you Google Yiska now, 
World of Warcraft, there's an NPC called Yiska. Because of you? I don't know. Never, nobody ever talked to me about this. Well, you got started in Warcraft 3. World of Warcraft. No, in World of Warcraft. Okay. Yeah, I started in War uh, Warcraft 3. I think, honestly, like, okay, I was probably in the PvP scene. I was decently big at the time. I'm not sure if that warrants like an NPC or if so just someone from the the side engineers, because it's a really like a completely inconsequential uh, NPC and it's the torn female. So that has, not, has nothing to do with me either. It could just be, you know, like random. But yeah, for instance, Azel, the caster from Riot Games definitely has an NPC. Yep. Yeah. Totally. So, like, I would love, I would love to see more of that. Just little, like, tucked away things. I think World of Warcraft is really easy to do that because there's a million items. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like, whatever, dude. Shield of Olimel, you're welcome, guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever. But uh, I, I think Overwatch obviously is more on the MVP sides, and and you know. Um, you know, naming skins and stuff like is is a big, a much bigger deal there. All right. What if like one of the voice lines was like a nod to like Prophet or Jonak or Bumper? You know. Yep. Something I like it. Get the, get the I, I think there's, I think there's been some some pretty iconic voice lines, um, even honestly from like someone like the casters and and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm all for it, man. I love that stuff. We need to talk about last week's games. And we need to talk about a big one. So um, the Vancouver Titans have um, trounced the LA Valiant. Wait, no, no, no. This just <laughs> no the way around. The LA Valiant defeat the Vancouver Titans three to one. In fact, somebody on the show called it. I, I, should... I mean, yeah. man, I quit. <laughs> How how is that on the bench model, by the way? Uh ninety ten. Ninety ninety ten in favor of Titans. Eighty eight, I think. Eighty eight. Very, yeah. very very one sided towards Vancouver. Oh, sorry, yeah. Eden. I probably shouldn't have brought that up publicly. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, <laughs> all right. Let's let's talk about this one. Yiski, you've kind of given some insight into uh, like how you chose, but Joe, like, what's your big takeaway? from from this one besides is it the valiant are trending upward is it that the titans are trending downward is it both can two teams that are so polar opposite right now in the standings all of a sudden be so close or is this a one-time thing where you know what two times out of ten you know even even 90 10 right so 90 10 bench model means one out of ten times you're going to see the Valiant win here. Was this one of those 10 times? At, that's difficult to say. Um, I'd probably, even if it wasn't and you like roll the dice and stuff happens differently, I still probably would give a pretty significant advantage to Vancouver. Um, that being said, there have been, you know, to Yiska's credit, there have been little cracks in the armor, little tendencies that they do. You know, they, they don't do well into these DPS comps, which Valiant accurately scouted and abused, you know, the heck out of. Um, 
they've also not been the most uh, mature team, I would say. Um, I don't think they take everybody seriously. Um, I don't think until they're put in a corner, until they're put in high-pressure situations, um, they don't really take you seriously. They're not giving it their all. Um, I wouldn't say they're sandbagging, but you know they're not going to put in as much prep against a team that they could, pre- they think they could easily beat if they, you know, just show up, right? Um, and that's the Valiant. In, in my eyes, that's that's a team that is rebuilding, that shouldn't be putting up too much of a fight. You know, we can take this week easy, right? Um, and and look what happens. You know, they they you know valiant wanted it more they go into it they practice they accurately figure out hey maybe if we play the sombra they're not going to be able to answer it as well as they think they can they put you know somitsu on the sombra what wasn't great now they're putting i think it was johnny on zarya as well to kind of like figure this whole thing out it, they didn't look comfortable making these swaps then they were playing mccree on eichenwald if i remember correctly like they they kind of looked like uh they resembled what runaway looked like in that element mystic end of regular season final match where they're just like, I don't know what to do. They're just lost. Um, and, and that's the kind of vibe I got from, from Vancouver after about like game two or game three is that they were kind of shook, didn't know really what to do. And, you know, Valiant closed it out. But if you go, if you just watch that control map or the, the yeah, the control from Vancouver, it's business as usual. Vancouver mm-hmm. comes in, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Adios. Yeah. You probably turn off the stream. Yeah. funny how control works but but i will also say in their defense i think they were taking chengdu very seriously i think they seriously mm. prepped for chengdu because chengdu also like they're just a scary team because you don't know you don't usually practice against this sure, so they sure. had a double week right so they had to prepare for two teams and it, the other one being chengdu probably also took a lot of prep from them. It's not necessarily just that they don't respect Valiant yet. It's probably also just that they had the two oh, makes uh, sense. split their efforts. And then, I mean, we can discuss if if that was a wise choice, because I think the the uh, Valiant stock was definitely going upwards, right? Definitely. Could've, we could have sort of predicted that they would be the stronger team, perhaps, than Chengdu. But yeah, at the same time, um, it's certainly interesting or also worth consideration that they did have a double week. Definitely, definitely something you have to keep in mind. I would say that, well, do you do you think that Valiant was, I think Valiant in general is a stronger team, but in terms of like matchup wise, do you think Valiant versus Vancouver is harder than Chengdu versus Vancouver? I, I would think the opposite. I think Chengdu Vancouver is a harder matchup. Historically, it seemed to be proven so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. If if it's a story, it's also once again like if players tell you this was really hard, even though like the match score probably didn't reflect it. Mm. Even though they played three two, right against them, Valiant or Chengdu. Chengdu. Yeah, they played three two against Chengdu. They turned it back towards uh, Nepal. That's fair. Like, I don't. I don't mess with that decision then to uh, prioritize Chengdu. Mm-hmm. I just s- still think that if that's your stylistic understanding of it, that's fair. I still think we could 
expect uh, Valiant to be a better team than Chengdu in week three. Sure, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, again, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. What about this other one? So let me let me paint you a weird picture. <laughs> Let's let, okay. let me with you. So you've got this uh, Houston Outlaws team who, you know, people have been literally just taking a massive dump over from their stage two performance. Definitely um, not meeting, I would say, anybody's expectations on an Overwatch League team, how they perform, their actual results. Just very, very struggle bust across the board coming to stage three. You see the Outlaws come in, defeat the Eternal, defeat the San Francisco Shock, defeat the Uprising, which, uh, I mean, is probably another topic in itself, and then barely lose, take uh, NYXL to map five. What an amazing, what amazing comeback. Wow, they're so good. Look at them. Way to get, you know, way, to, way to go. And this week, they fall to the Florida Mayhem. And then you just kind of go, what? Yeah. What? I didn't watch this one too in depth, but it felt like everything was going fine until like the very end of a of a of a point. And it was would would you say that was accurate? Everything was going okay, maybe trading back and forth a little bit, and then at the end of a point, when over overtime's ticking down. Houston kind of That's slips. What the argument that Joe is making is famously called in esports the Scara. Like they were winning until they were losing. <laughs> you end up calling Baron and, and throwing it, and then you lose. That's what it felt like. It felt like everything was trending their way, and then just mm. somehow it escapes them. Whether it's a, 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 a Botch support ultimate, whether it was uh, you know a little late here, too early there. Um, I don't think either team looked all that good. I, I remember watching, uh, what was it, Ilios Ruins and BQB's grabbing his own teammate. Like, this was kind Big of brain, a fiesta. by the way. I, I pull this, that one all the time in gold. This was just kind of all over the place, and... I don't know exactly what happened with Houston. I am. I. What do you say? What do you say to that? I don't. I don't know. Literally, yeah. have no idea what that happened. With them. Well, it's, Houston it's, is infamously emotional, right? Like they are. And that's the. <laughs> they are. You know, like if there's any team that gets like emotional and rattled by a, a point not going as planned or whatever and stuff like you houston's got to be up there there's probably a couple others that are probably just as uh i don't know like uh on a knife's edge but i don't this know is, this is also where i feel for houston a little bit because mm -hmm. flame if i i once researched this he definitely identified this issue with this roster and he also said that taking care of mantles is so important and a sports psychologist as well right that was from all the mid uh, like off-season content they made i don't know if they were able to get one for for the because of their uh, situation right so if you identify a problem but aren't giving the tools to solve this issue the responsibility shouldn't lie within you like you can't <laughs> Okay, I was 
about to say something inappropriate, but you, you can't take a on a, a second job in order to pay for an, a, a sports psychologist, right? Like that's not how it works. <laughs> I could just see uh, <laughs> Rockus bagging down at the uh, you know bagging over at like the local yeah. grocery store. Trader Joe's, just uh, you know stocking shelves. Yeah. This is just you know just so this is for my, my mental yeah. It's for my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Houston Outlaws. I'm doing this for Jake. Man, I wish somebody who is an artist who listened to this show would draw that out for us. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I would frame that. Um, yeah, you're. I mean, you're right, though. Right? It was. It was immediately identified as as a weak point in this roster. Uh, I, I do think, though, that there is there is. It's not just on the organization itself to like provide I don't want to say provide the support cuz that sounds different because it is on theirs themselves to provide the infrastructure for the players to improve mm-hmm. but I don't think that the only way for them to improve is to have a dedicated esports psychologist 100%. I think that there are ways that you can improve mentally without having somebody who went to a college with a four year degree to tell you that you're improving mentally and if Blake is in the chat, I I love you, and that has nothing to do with you. <laughs> but but like just in general, right? So yeah, I I I don't know, man. Like I think at this point, if you're a year and a half in, I don't know if that's that's a um, that's a like I don't know. That's I I can't put that really on players, right? Like. They're there for a year and a half. Can't be a psychologist with a four-year degree and whatever. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody cares, Blake. I just yeah. hope they don't just snowball out of control again. You know what I mean? Like they were, they were trending upwards yeah. so well. They're finding their footing, and yeah. then they have this upset loss after beating, you know, arguably the best team in the world. You know, third best team. You know, they're doing well, and then they slip. Is this where they scrape their knee, cry, grab their red ball, and go home, or are they going to get up and get back on the horse? Mm-hmm. That's where I want to see this new mayhem kind of show up. You Outlaws know I mean? get on horses. It's fact. I, I can't want be an them outlaw to get you can't on that ride a horse. horse. You know you what I mean? I just, don't want them can't. to turn tail. Um, because we're starting to actually get some competitive teams from that bottom pack starting to rise up. You know, Houston, we poop on Houston all the time. I can't poop on you when you're doing good. You know what I mean? That's a good thing. It's a good thing for everybody. Makes for entertaining games. The game wasn't great, but it was entertaining to the very end with a bastion on Gibraltar. It was it was at least entertaining to watch. It was it was kind of like a Michael Bay movie, you know. You kind of shut off your brain. You don't worry about the weird ultimates, you know. Botch <laughs> this, botch that. It's explosions. It's fun. It's not yeah, you know the same monotonous thing. You know, just just enjoy that's it for fair. what it is. Yeah, that's fair. All right. But I but I hope they get back up, and I hope Mayhem continues as well. And on on that same, you know, in one hand we talk about the Houston Outlaws, you know, where where are they going next? But we also have to talk about the Mayhem. Are we going to see a continuation of this? Again, yeah. you flip that switch back on. This game wasn't great. I don't think many teams are going to let that kind of play slide. Um, and and you know, I need, let you, let's just take out wins. I need to consult the Escorical for a second. Um. <laughs> And I need to ask him. So over under here on um, 
the outlaws tanking the the rest of their stage? Uh, I don't think they will. But I will say, the problem for them really is now. This was a. It's it won't matter for the uh, stage playoffs. It will matter for the season. This is rough. I hope they can refocus on to the stage playoffs, and then even just like leave the the rest up to the gods at this point because this loss was actually really really significant for uh their campaign in order to get into the play-ins i think this is a free this should be a free win for you everyone counted as as one and it now takes a lot of um other teams slipping in order for them to still make it in which is unfortunate so the Houston Outlaws right now are 18 in in standings. They're 6 and 13. Right Remember now I had them at the bottom. I mean, I don't think any of us I think the highest someone had them was 13, right? And I think that might have been me. Which, you know, like what am I even doing here? I'm just pressing buttons. Um so the Houston Outlaws though 6 and 13 minus 19 map differential. Yeah. The uh, they're so, but isn't it funny that the Soul Dynasty are ninth right now with a plus twelve differential? Yeah. They're behind the Fusion and the Dragons, who have negative map differentials right now overall for the for the season. Um, so the Houston Outlaws would need to essentially what they've got seven plus one or two more, right? So they've got eight or nine. Um, if they win every single one and they go to six and they win, let's just say that they've got nine left. I don't know how many they have. Well, there's six. I don't know how many they have left. Right? You have forty maps. Twenty. Do you have 40, maps? Four, Twenty-eight matches. Sorry. Twenty-eight uh, so matches. Yes. They're at nineteen. Right? Man, math is hard. Uh, so they're at nineteen. They go to twenty-eight. So they've got nine more matches to play. They win mm-hmm. all of them. They go fifteen and thirteen, whereas you have all these teams That's at ten and enough, twelve. Though. You think so? Yeah. Like, I, I thought zero point five or zero point uh, five hundred would be the so fifty percent would be the cutoff. Mid tier teams are getting becoming garbage, dude. Like, I think it's going to be um, that. I, I Joe. <laughs> I swear. Dude, turn <laughs> it <like> off. <laughs> I will no, yell can't. at you when you start falling asleep. You can't just keep listening. Just keep like popping out right now. Joe is doing what I was doing when I first went to a club when I was like a wee lad. Just like, I'm dancing. I feel like. Chair dancing. I feel like Joe is doing what I was doing the first time I took my niece to like a kids concert at the public library <laughs> is is what he's doing right now. I just, uh, man, someone meme that please. Uh, all right. Anyways. So you so uh, here's Yiska. What I'm, what I'm hearing for you is that there's a few different teams in free fall right now, but mm-hmm. there's also a few teams that are in what's, what's the opposite of free fall free rise. Meteoric rise. I don't Meteoric know. rise. I think that's that's fair enough. You've got a couple of teams that are doing that. The mayhem or just a speed bump? Is that ultimately what you're saying? Oops. I don't know. I don't know. 
Oops. That's what's happening. I, I, I can't really tap into the universe to give us answers on this one. It's really hard to say. Need I hope they don't get, get courage I because I want to see more fun games, but uh, it's totally possible that they break from this. Does anybody have Mr. Rogan's number? We're going to need some ayahuasca and a couple of hits of DMT. And this kid's going to the, going to the moon and he's coming back with predictions. Yiska, how you doing on that Lord bet, by the way, with Chengdu? Losing. <laughs> how is how is uh, how is uh oh yeah i didn't even think of this when when autos suddenly became better but i what was the other team was it mayhem, mayhem. Yeah, mayhem, mayhem and outlaws <laughs> i don't know how i roped you into this 18 and 20 dude like we can call you we can call the historical all we want but oh man yeah that's gonna no be this so is good. over they're not going to get six wins over yeah okay Oof. Yeah, that that thing is definitely done. <laughs> you just want to start calling them now? It's just... it's getting worse too because yes, Chengdu is getting worse right now. But if, if with the two 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 lock, dude, I I gotta give it to Chengdu. Jinwu like nuts, my dude. Like it, it'll get worse. I mean, you you remember the flashy plays. You don't remember him dragon blading into the floor. You know, Arhan style. You know, it it's gonna get worse. Trust. So, Bench is of the opinion that Diding is a very very good farer, but he's not Jinbu. Uh, I. I would say Eileen's probably better than uh, Jin. Did I say Ding? <laughs> okay, Ding. Did Ding? Yes. Yeah. Double D Ding. Ding. Yes. Jijonak and Ding. Yeah. Best friends growing up. Jijanu as well. Yep. Yeah. If you're if if you're looking for like standout. Um, I like Eileen. He's more consistent. He's a lot like not safer, but he's not going to feed. He, you still get the star play from him. You still get a lot of the flexibility that Jinmu brings. But Jinmu, um, you know, there's a there's a great saying a wise man once said. I'm not going to repeat it, but um, uh, Mister Reinforce has a good saying. I'll, yes. I'll just leave it there. Jinmu is of one of those. Uh, you got it for 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 the listeners who don't know what you're talking about. You're gonna have to find a, diff um, a different way to Johnny say it. Johnny once said that you're when you play Reinhardt, you're either a a silly person or a coward. Jinmu is not a coward. Okay, he's a silly person. All right. Sometimes he does a silly, silly things. person. Yeah. And sometimes they work out. I can't tell if he's just insanely intelligent and just, you know, his his, you know, his uh mortal shell just doesn't want to contain all that power and it, you know, he messes up or he's just crazy. Oh yeah, we we meet each other every once in a while, I run across him in the DMT realm. <laughs> Some sort of transcendent being. No. I don't know. I I like I like Eileen more. I think we're you're gonna see a lot more Eileen come two two two. And you'll I think you'll you'll like him. Fair enough. All right. Jinmu is good though. Jinmu so is good. I need to I looked at this week's uh games and I none of them seemed very exciting to me. 
I gotta be honest. I was Let's not see. super pumped. Oh, thanks for looking at it. Let's now. get you excited. I That's literally my in my now. in the notes I say any interesting matches this week, and this goes. Let's me look. Let me look. So. Oh, the first one already. Yeah, the I first one's great. Spark Valiant is probably going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Spitfire Valiant, maybe. I uh, mean, I, I there's a I lot feel. of there's a lot of maybes. There's a lot of maybes, but there's not <laughs> there's not a lot of like this is going to be close. Gladiators Vancouver just to see how how much if at all they dropped. That's a good uh, test. Okay. Um, that feels like a map to match. Like by map two, you should be able to tell like where this is going. If it's going to be interesting, great. If it isn't, you turn it off. The the thing is. Uh, like you asked if if uh, Houston Outlaws is broken now and they will just keep losing. This week will definitely tell tell us they're playing the Defiant and the Justice this week. Fair, arguably the two worst teams currently uh, in terms of power level. How are you uh, addressing Baroy <laughs> in that? Are you giving him a hard time about it? No, just call him bottom feeder as always. <laughs> 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 no, like I thought, we uh, only talked about uh, we called him bottom feeder when we were playing uh, auto chess. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was Overwatch League related. Now I feel bad. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! All right, so lots of interesting matches. Uh, Yiska, give me give me your top three here. Top three matches to watch this week, according to Yiska. Alavalian Spock. Uh. Valiant Spitfire and Gladiators Titans. All right, Valiant Spark. Uh, give me, uh, give me your prediction here. Give me one. You can do percentages Spark. if you want to hedge. Spark. I love it. All right, so Spark over Valiant. So Valiant, not for real. Not by much. No, Spark is just very good. All I right. think they're the third best team right now, at least. Okay. Fair enough. What was the second one? Valiant Shock? Uh, Spitfire. Spitfire. Thank you. Uh, all right. Dude, give me why one here. You make me do this? Give me one. <laughs> oh, my God. Give me one. To, I mean, today, it's an audio podcast. So I don't do post-editing, so I need you to, like... This is so hard. I can only I stall think. for so much. I can put, like, the yeah. crickets on. I guess just so that there's something there. Okay, this one is. See, I know, I know a character from from teaching, and Spitfire is the child that just comes in at the last moment and just like ultra crunch times it and gets barely a passing grade, and I think a passing grade entails a victory against the Valiant, and I think they will Ooh. take the series close. All right, so winning against the Spitfire is the equivalent of an American C. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that, or uh, Spitfire gets into the se- season playoffs by o- only having Cs, I guess. Fair enough. All right, so no joke, my last semester of college, I had, I had a decent GPA. It was right around like 3, 7, 3, 8. And uh, my my last semester of college, dude, I'm like, what do I need? Just what do I need, man? Like, <laughs> how many points? Just tell me how many points. All right. Uh, and then what was the last one for you? Uh, I feel like it was Spark um, again. 
It was Gladiators against Titans. Gladiators, Titans. Who do you have taking this one? Titans. Give me a give me a confidence interval. Eighty percent Titans. Eighty percent Titans. All right, fair enough. Before, the, if you did not know that the uh, Titans just lost to Valiant, where would you put that interval? Eighty-five. 5% drop? Okay, fair enough. All right, Joe, what about you, man? You got your three matches for the week. Um, you can uh, yeah, choose the same ones, by the way. Just, yeah, just yeah. wait for him. That's currently a good part of the song. Like, I know, he's ready. Gonna... He's like ready to start banging to it. Yeah, I get it. You can't ignore Spark Valiant. That one is actually okay. going to be good. So um, tell me who you let... think takes that one. Um, I'm willing to say Spark there. Like 65-35. Okay. Fair um, enough. I'm of the opinion I think Valiant probably beats London. I'm going right. to say... I'm going to say... I'm going to go like 63 and a half. Wow. You think yeah, that specific. Valiant defeat London with virtually the same interval that Valiant or Spark defeat Valiant? Yeah, I don't think London... 1.5%, right? If I did that math yeah, right? By, by, by 0.5, yeah. I don't, um, I, I do appreciate the analogy. I just, um, you know, that was a strategy that I employed. And sometimes when you cram, you don't absorb a lot of information. Um, and sometimes you think you're, you're going to do a match confident and you end up bombing the test, right? Um, I think London, they're going to bomb the test. I, I, I do think they're going to bomb the too test. Little, I think this late. is a test. They're still incredibly inconsistent. I think Valiant have a very strong identity and i don't know that london has any kind of answer to that you don't think the Nor recent do I... sorry do you think the recent meta changes as we go away from goats uh, benefits london are you referencing 222 well like 222 or even just not goats at this point um for 222 i i you kind of have to um i think 222 brings or has the potential to bring out a lot of actual star player potential. Um, we have very notable players now, but I don't think that any, like not any one individual person can just hard carry a game. Whereas in two, 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 that's much more possible. Um, and I think London has that kind of star power behind them that they can just kind of will a victory sometimes. Um, that's fair. If this was in a different meta, I would be much more uh, forgiving to London, but I, I don't see the teamwork. I don't see the consistency. I don't even see them in a mirror against Valiant doing all that well. Um, yeah, I think Valiant 3-1. Cool. All right, last uh, one. Last one. <laughs> what does your shirt say? Does it say homecoming? Don't worry about it. Yeah, you could. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that one. Like um, Spider-Man Homecoming? I can't. Yeah. No, what does um, it say? Don't worry about it. Um, I'll say Chengdu Soul. And that's just Chengdu personal bias. Soul. All right, who do you have winning that one? Chengdu? No. <laughs> okay, not that personal bias. Okay. 
No. I was about to shoot this man. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I think it'll be entertaining. I think it'll be fun. Um, it's just, you know, two, two lovable teams of mine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just personal. Yeah. Like I, I'm going to be watching that one for sure. All right, cool. All right. Well, we've got one more thing. So we do have the last part of our show is, uh, brought to you by our, uh, Patreon producers, by the way. If you want to support the show? Um, definitely do patreon.com slash, uh, tactical crouch. That's where you can go. Our producers have just said, you know what, guys? Here's a bunch of money. Thank you. Here's a bunch of money. And they did so, and that was made. Made. Made wants Yiska to sing um, a song. It's a European humor thing, because I, I know 99 Red Balloons, but he calls it something different. Luftballons. Yeah, Luftballon is balloon. Is it the same song? Is he saying he wants you to sing the same song? I think so, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, we're working on that. In the future, if you want to be a producer, <laughs> you sponsor a segment that already happens in Tactical Crouch. You don't just get to make up a segment, bro. <laughs> okay? Let's just like... Yes, because karaoke hour. Let's just let's just be clear for a second. I, I, don't get me wrong. I... I will happily, for $25 a pop, make uh, Yiska sing whatever song. And That's a little cheap, to be honest. <laughs> you would have to go a little higher than that. Really, dude? I saw you sing Backstreet Boys. Yes, but uh, that was... Like, have you made $25 in YouTube revenue from that? You haven't. No, but a, a lot of, like, you know, positive emotions came from that <laughs> just like how do you quantify getting that? to yeah you can't like yeah. just getting getting back at who y'all for all the matches he stole from me last season was all i needed therapeutic moment. got it yes all right well so anyways our patreon producers are made and Peter Y, thank you so much for supporting the show in the way that you have uh we really do appreciate it we've been overwhelmed by your support if you want to continue to support the show so we can do more cool things and then I don't know, we'll probably we'll make we'll make like the five hundred dollar goal a month be like Yiska sings you one like thirty seconds of one song every month. We'll put it on the Patreon. Definitely not. We'll put it on the Patreon only feed and uh make it happen. I don't know. I'm kind of for that. Anyways, uh thank you again to Maid and Peter Y. I wanna make sure, yep, Peter Y. We really do appreciate it. All right, chat questions. Devolf on Discord says, if you were hired to be the commissioner of Overwatch League, what is a change you would implement to the league? He went on to, or sorry, they went on to um, kind of qualify some things of like, you can't like do two, two, two. You're the commissioner. You're not really balance changing. Really interesting question, I thought. I think, uh, Joe, you might have answered yours in the Discord itself, but I want to hear it on the air. Let me go. One, two, three, go. I probably would add, or I think my answer in Discord was that I'd probably try to remove control. Um, I don't think it's a good predictor of actual, you know, who's better on the day. Um, I don't think it's a good predictor of skill. Um, I think it's 
very different than the other three game modes. Um, I would rather have it just a best of three with some sort of map draft and some some timeouts, maybe. I always enjoyed the way that uh, timeouts worked in uh, Apex, and I thought that would be kind of a, an interesting... Uh, you know, addition to the league, you know, allowing a little bit of downtime, a little bit of rest to kind of build up the story for the match and, um, you know, let that story kind of play out a little bit more effectively. Yiska, what about you? Overwatch League Commissioner Sasha. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would make Overwatch, I would take the league out of Overwatch League and I would make it a tournament circuit with circuit points that would lead into a playoff-like scenario over the year and i would just have double elimination brackets let's say every two weeks the circuit moves and then we have like weekend tournaments and by doing so we would ha have great games with much higher frequency because honestly if we didn't have the play stage playoffs in the current uh format and we're not going to have it for stage four by the way like the average game in Overwatch League has really decreased in quality just by the sheer amount of uh, okay. teams we have now. Sure, you're right. I think that's a really good point. Uh, as for me, I would I would think I would go a little bit more on the administrative route. I would want to see hard salary caps, and I would want to see public player salaries. Those are the two things that I want to see. I think it would even the playing field a lot when you start knowing what players are worth. And how much team you have to spend. Or how much money you have to spend. I think it evens the playing field a lot. Um, and so I would love to see that. I know that's not totally what you guys um, went with. So now I feel dumb. But whatever. Going forward, <laughs> going forward anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Alright. Great question though, Devil. Thanks so much. That actually was from our uh, special patron Discord, by the way. I don't know. No, We're not going to show this too much, I promise. Uh, Refined Bean on Discord, also a patron, says... What do you attribute the recent shift from goats? And they, again, they kind of went on to expound, but ultimately is like, is it balance patches? Is it team adaptation, etc.? Why is it? And I think I asked it a little bit earlier. Why is it that right now we're seeing a shift away from goats, even though uh, we're going to be forced out of goats in stage four? Yiska, uh, I'm going to let you go first, man. Mm -hmm. So, I've had this concept for a while that meta is not nearly as much of a like scientific analysis of what the actual gameplay state and the state of the balance of uh, different heroes looks like. I think meta is as much of a gamble and a so social and a psychological phenomenon as it is one of, of uh, gameplay conclusions. I think uh, going from that... Um, idea that I have, I think there are definitely many factors, and the biggest reason why we had a meta change is because we had time for it. We had teams being able to sit down and, for instance, uh, some teams, for instance, didn't have games in the last week of Stage 2, and then also didn't make playoffs, so these teams could realistically like free scrim without any competitive pressure practice, try out stuff for six weeks, and that in itself definitely uh, helps innovation. <clears throat> what about you? Um, and for me, I, I kind of have to echo the same points. Um, 
that I mentioned earlier. I think that's uh, these teams are settling down into a meta that has been established and they're finding their place within it finally. Um, it's not a patch. It's just kind of team adaptation, um, in, in my opinion. Um, I think they're just kind of settling into it and figuring out where where they sit, how they want to uh, stylize themselves in the ecosystem. And we're starting to see some more interesting things. You know, Houston playing the DPS comps, obviously Chengdu doing what Chengdu do best. Um, teams like Shanghai, teams like Guangzhou, you know, we're seeing more styles come out. And I think that's always generally um, what what will happen with, with most esports. Cool. All right. I think on that note, I think we're going to get out of here. It's a fun show. Good mm -hmm. show. Feels good to be back. We're in new skins. Yeah. It's like we wear a brand new shirt on Twitch today. So that was kind of fun. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. But before we do, I mean, we've got we've got a few things to go through. Probably won't be this long normally in the future. But, you know, let's hope so. Uh, before we get out of here, we do have some new patrons to thank, Joe. Do we not? That we do our right. brand new patrons, Devolf, the asker of great questions, beautiful human being. Got him. My my best friend, dear friend, we go all the way back to, to high school, Jared, 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 Jared. Do you really? Um, thank you. No, not at all. <laughs> um, all right. James T. We go uh, back to high school. Said Mr. T. No, it's James Taylor. Spot. Oh, oh. I'm gonna. I'm just in my yeah. head. I'm my in my head. It's Mr. T. So you know, Mr. T. Thank you for uh, becoming Hi. a pet patron. Um, Monclo, you sound like some sort of uh, dish detergent, or maybe some sort say, of bleach that's product. A really good, like a uh, wow name. Monclo. 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 In German, if you pronounce a little differently, it would be man toilet. It's one well, way to get people to not be a patron. Um, <laughs> well, Monclo, we love you in your porcelain, porcelain body. You can be my man toilet anytime you like. Exactly. <laughs> no, you can't. You won't even sing for us. <laughs> Charlie L. There's a lot of L's in your name. Don't know where to go with that one. Literally two. Um, Literally two. There's two. There, that's one. That's more than one. That's impressive. And All you're right. impressive for, for supporting us. So thank you very much. Peter, Peter Y. Peter Y. Why indeed? Why why is Yiska taking silly silly or Lord Betts Peter Y? Why 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 what's the meaning of life, Peter Y? Peter, why not give us $25 a month? Thank you so much. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. See, this is now this guy, this this person gets it, right? Suds and bubbles. That's it rolls off the tongue. That's a great wow name. Suds and bubbles. He just wants druid, you to take you know? a shower, man. He just wants you to take a shower. I just got out of the shower. I probably shouldn't need to take another because it is hot in here. So suds and bubbles, I might be meeting you later yep. for a little bath. Bulky. <laughs> No, hey, good. TOS. All right, that, that is not a patron perk that I am aware of. No, that that's that's a that we got to get crazy high. That's past the private Instagram sub goal. You know what I'm saying? Bo our, P, our, our nude only Snapchat. 
The Tactical Crouch Nude Snapchat. Calendar. $2,000 a month. Anywho, besides I, I the bubbles. I do it for free. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. Bo P. Remember you from last week. Little Bo Peep. Welcome back. Welcome to the Patron Club. Hopefully you and Suds and Bubbles, um, you know, become best best buddies. Maybe we all can become best buddies in that process. So thank you for uh, for stopping by and saying hello and showing some love. Made you... Uh, I'm trying to think of a, an Aussie slang. What was a... Uh... Crude loop. <laughs> sure. Oh, call him the gremlin. Little gremlin. Made milk the little gremlin. gremlin. Oh, the milk gremlin. That's... Yeah, I have no idea what that is, but he called himself that. He said, if I get that prediction, like, he can't wait for me to call him milk gremlin if the Valiant prediction actually comes out. Because he clowned on me for predicting that. And who's <laughs> laughing now? <laughs> See? That was a laugh. So that's me. And you're certainly not a milk gremlin. So, you know, Maid, thank no. you. You 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 little grubby little milk gremlin. Thank you for your support. We we love you very much. Hopefully we can have you on sometime soon. Um I don't know if that's a capital I or an L. So I'm just gonna assume it's an L. Slan B. Welcome. Welcome to the club. The first he's not rule. rushing B. He's slaying B. It's true. Nobody even needs to come with him. Does he have a P90 though? That side yeah, probably. Yes. Come on. Yes, that, he's, that sounds like a guy B. who uses. Yes. Yes. Mostly. You're 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 saving for about five rounds and buying P90 no armor and just going B. <laughs> yes. No flesh. I I no don't flesh. know. I don't know anything about that personally, but uh, you know. I see you, Slanby, and I appreciate your support, Capitano. Um, you got to do these up? faster next week, dude. Listen, come I on, love you. it's intimate. Yeah, I, I don't have a long enough sounder. <laughs> <laughs> Capitano, thank you for your support. I'm being rushed through these, but you know, so you know, we love Captain you, Captain. Jason M. There you go, Jason M. Jason Momoa. That's in my head. You know, you're throwing axes at us as, you know, you're, you're listening to the podcast you're as you're hurling axes and being down. You're physically making the show. <laughs> Fordeca and Matthew O, you're, you're just going to have to be a duo today because you're a duo in my heart. And thank you for your support. There's your, there's your Petron. Well, well, not that fast. Okay. All right. I think we have some five star reviews. That's <laughs> oh, a good <laughs> I took a big bite of a donut before I uh, said that. I didn't think that yeah. you'd go that fast through those last two. Because you took an what? hour and a half! You wanted to go faster. I kind of almost wanted... All right. Five-star okay. iTunes reviews. Yiska. These are so much better. By the way, number one, <laughs> if you like the show and you're like, you know what? I'm not giving you any money. Which is totally fine, by the way. You shouldn't have to pay us money for anything. No. But if you're like, but I still want to support you. Besides joining joining Discord.me slash, uh, is it Yiska out? Is that what you have it set at? Or is it Yiscord? Mm, it's Yiska out. Yiska out. Join there, hang out, and have a good conversation with us. Uh, leaving five-star iTunes reviews are also an amazing way to support the show. And we got a couple this week, Yiska. 
Okay, so to explain how I'm going to present these two people is Joe a couple of weeks ago sent me like a, a YouTube video of a band and the the twist of this video is that there's a woman and she has a beautiful voice and then she starts screaming. I don't right? know if I can So we're going to try this. Okay. <clears throat> I, I practice my screams. Let's see how, how deep I can go here. Okay. So the first guy is called Great Gameplay. Vengeance. A uh, little chunky at the start. <laughs> Better at the end. And then, of course, and you can't scream that. That name cannot be screamed, right? The second name cannot be screamed. Why not? The second name, okay. <laughs> Boo how? <laughs> Boo how? One more time. Oh, Nichan. Boo how, Nichan. He did it. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta block your face just so that I can. Right. I, I practiced this for a PVP actually, like the demon voice. I wanted to say like, oh, not Hold on. I'm gonna, I, yeah, this is just coming up. By the way, by the way, sorry, we're going up for a second. Oh, <laughs> We gotta, we gotta get this oh all, all set up. Oh, just like, yeah, this is just it. <laughs> That's Boo going right. Sorry. I know that that was not what we were discussing at the moment, but uh, we did. Sorry. <laughs> Either way. Either way, I, I had to play it. I was just like, nope, this is staying here forever. All right. What else? Were we done? Were we done? I think we're done. I All think right. we're done. All right, so we're done. Uh, as as it says in the in the announcements down below, make sure to follow Yiska and Joe on their. So we're going to talk about their Twitters in a second and where you can find them and what they're working on. But uh, do make sure to subscribe to these guys on YouTube, both Yiska out and Volumel. Here's the thing I like about you guys: you're consistent. Twitter, YouTube, uh, Pornhub. All the same, Yiska out and Volamel. It's the same thing all across the board. So thanks for making that easy on us. But Yiska, what are you up to this week, man? I mean, uh, we've been talking about a little bit. We've been playing some auto chess. You missed you missed a pretty fun night where uh, Joe Dream and I played mm. some Underlords because mm. I'm not in the um, the PBE, so I, I couldn't play the other one. Yeah, TFT. So, uh, besides that, I mean, what what are you up to? What are you going on? Are you playing some auto chess? Is that what you're going on? Are you playing some Destiny? What 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 are you up to, man? I mean, just playing a little bit of Destiny just to get some uh, weekly stun. But like, I'm looking definitely looking forward to uh, TFT. So, Team Fight Tactics coming out tomorrow. Is it actually coming out tomorrow? Yeah, on NA and EU. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Have to give yeah. it a try. I'm excited about it, man. I've heard so I've I come from the Hearthstone world mm. and the CCG world, and a lot of my friends are like, "This is it. This is gonna wean. This is why I'm not gonna play Hearthstone or any of those other even Magic: The Gathering online. Wow. I'm gonna stop playing those games to play uh, TFT." 
and I, I take I take their uh, opinions very seriously. So when they say that, they they usually aren't like they're not the guys. They're still playing Hearthstone for God's sakes. Like they're not right. ones to move on to the next big thing <laughs> by any means. So I don't know. Pretty exciting there. Um, but man, Joe, I suck at those games, dude. It's tough. It's it takes time and experience. That's what these yeah. games are about. Yiska, you popped in actually. I remember. I was so mm, a little later, yeah. I was I I was super sober at that <laughs> point in the night. That's the word. Basically, yeah. is is what it is. What about you, Joe? What do you got coming up? What are you working on? All those good things. Um, what am I working on? That's a good question. Um, I've got a couple two 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 pieces in the works. Um, one being how it affects everybody. Um, if that makes sense, I, I touched on it in my most recent article, but I want some expert opinions on how it affects players, coaches, and even observers. And that's um, why he's you know, asking only the listeners of this podcast. By the way, exactly. Uh, there'll be a Reddit expert, thread. Expert opinions. Yep. I'll be I'll be outsourcing to people on the street as well, um, you know, taking their no, no, no. opinions on things. You go to the G-rated esports Discord, and then you go to the Tactical Crouch patrons because those are the two smartest groups of Overwatch people. It's true, in the world, in the true. entire world. No, oh. that's gonna be pretty cool though. When's that dropping? Or what are you hoping that's gonna drop? Uh, it's in the works. I don't know. <laughs> I, I gotta get. I gotta get with some people. We'll see. It'll have, be out soon. Have their people call your people. I get it. I understand. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod. Uh, of course, the only things that I really do is upload these guys' smart thoughts onto Twitch or YouTube.com slash Kick Tripod. So I don't know. It makes it easy on me, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, make sure to follow Yiska at Yiska out on Twitter, Volamel at Volamel, and myself at Kick Tripod. And uh, make sure to follow the show at Tactical underscore Crouch on Twitter and Patreon.com slash Tactical Crouch if you're like, hey, I really like the show. This is a fun time. I learned a lot. And, uh, you know, I, um, I, I've got, you know, I'd like to support you more than, you know, whatever else. Just listen to the show, which is, by the way, a great way to support the show. You can go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch support there. We've got lots of cool perks. I think our next, uh, I know our next perk is going to be an extra episode and we're going to get rid of all those pre-roll ads or not pre-roll mid-roll ads on YouTube. So, uh, make sure to stay tuned for that. You can follow the show everywhere at tactical crouch. Just search for it. Type in tactical crouch. I promise it'll be there. You'll be good. You'll be okay. You'll find it. I promise you're all right. You're a champion. You lived up to this moment. Great job. Kudos. Do your squats, people. Do your do your squats. What's the how do you say good job in uh tactical or in uh German? Gut gemacht. Gut gemacht. Oder gute Arbeit. Uh, that's too long. Uh see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye guys.